so ready <laughs> hey everybody welcome to uh unsolicited advice i am david zafra and i'm Brittany herzbrand and we are your co-hosts on this lovely episode um before uh, we get into our questions is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or have been floating around in your head recently um just very recently my advice would be if you're going to go to the bathroom in a unisex bathroom at a public place that's one stall, yeah, I would recommend flushing the toilet. Mm, I mean, that seems like a good idea in general. Yeah. <laughs> so I was waiting to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then this man came out. And I'm a nice person, so we smiled at each other. And then I went in, and he didn't flush the toilet. Uh, and I thought, like, maybe it doesn't work. Yeah. But it, it, it worked, That's you know, it just, he just didn't do it. <laughs> and I think it was like, um, there was no toilet paper in there. So I think it was like, a, you know, you went, did you go to sixth grade camp? Uh, yes. Fifth grade so, for me, actually. Oh, yeah. wow. You matured quicker. <laughs> um, it, I think it was sort of like, uh, if it's mellow or if it's yellow, let it mellow. Mm -hmm. If it's brown, flush it down sort yeah. of thing. But I feel like. That doesn't apply if you're not at your own home yes. or a campground. I don't remember that being a rule at my camp oh, either. Oh, that's what they told us because they wanted to... <laughs> preserve water? Preserve water, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so then I felt cheated for smiling at the man yeah. who was probably like, ha, ha, Yeah, ha. wait till you see what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably smiling for a very different reason. Probably. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? What have you been mulling around? Uh, so I had a, somebody... Um, was criticizing this person on Instagram that's like a motivational speaker of some sort, right? And so I went to go check out their profile to see what this was all about. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like looking through some of their stuff. And this guy, he kind of like talks like he's saying very wise things, but he just makes no fucking sense at all. So yeah, so you, you, you look at this guy's... Uh, post and I, I don't know if he had does his own inspirational quotes or whatever i didn't look too intently on it i just stumbled across this video that made no sense at all and it just made me like think about our podcast because i don't want anybody to think that that we know what we're doing <laughs> i think we make that very clear and we're not, i i feel like the problem with advice sometimes is that some of the times the people that give it try to like say like this really wise sounding thing that isn't really wise at all and doesn't really apply because situations are so complicated and life is so complicated. There's not just this one thing that you can apply to any situation at all. Yeah. Like life is just more complicated than that. So I don't know. That's just one of those things that I was just like, it's because it makes me want to critique and shit on like these people that do like motivational and inspirational and advice type of situation things. I always shit on those people. It's so dumb. What sort of things was he saying? I mean, the thing that he said, like, on this video didn't even make sense. It was, like... Well, first, it st he started... He got criticism from my friend because he did this thing about how, like, women, you're not really victims. And if, like, you know, you got to stop... You're only victims because you make yourselves, like, mentally victims. And if you break out of that and realize that you're so powerful already, then 
you'll get through life better than if you worry about all the things that cause inequality amongst people now or blah, 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 that stuff. Sure. So all of that will make me physically stronger than a man <laughs> who might attack me. That's really great advice, actually. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, in response kind of like to that. It's like when they're like, if you see a bear, just make yourself bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Does that work? But mentally. <laughs> I think he's on to something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I hate all of that. If you can see it in your mind, then you can achieve it. Be about it. Dream about it. Positivity is a state of mind. And yeah. if you're happy in your head, like manifest it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Um, I love him to death, but there was this guy who worked at my work named Patrick, and he is a personal trainer. I love him. Yeah. But he used to write uh, motivational quotes on his Instagram all the time, and I would make fun of him endlessly what? for what it. What is it with people that work out and motivational quotes. I really don't know because I also work out and I don't find them inspiring <laughs> at all. <laughs> I do, but also like working out is difficult, but yeah. there's a lot of things that are difficult and you don't see people that are like doing like astrophysics posting inspirational quotes no. because they're working so hard to get through school or something like that, you know? Like what makes me want to work out and what gets me through a workout is wanting to look hotter. Okay. Not because somebody's That's like... That's good motivation. <laughs> yeah. Not because somebody's like, oh... You just, yeah. Some of these... I almost want to look through some person's uh like that's a lifter you just look up any random lifter they have like a ton of inspirational quotes on there and one it, of the things that i always make fun of him is like one of his things was like compliments are like confetti you spread them around they blow in the wind i don't know some dumb thing like that which uh, sure it's the, the funny thing is it's like you know like they're all true to some extent yeah i guess but it's just like okay it's just cheesy yeah and also you can break down any of these lame analogies and make it seem like it's really stupid what is being said. Right. Yeah. That Nothing will turn me off quicker than a motivational speech or saying or phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I agree. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page about yeah. that then. And uh, yeah, that's not what this podcast is at all, guys. So keep listening to it. I don't think we're motivational in the in at fact, all. <laughs> we're discouraging often. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we'll be very discouraging about whatever problems you're dealing with. So I feel like that's a good sign that we're honest and we're not bullshitting anybody. That's true. So, yeah, let's let's keep doing that then. Do you want to start off with your question? Yeah. Okay. So this one is, I have a friend that shares everything in their life on Facebook. This friend's car is broken down on several occasions with their latest repair costing $2,700. This friend also seems to have many issues with landlords and significant others. Despite my friend's personal trials, they have risen to become an expert in their field. Recently, I had the chance to recommend this friend for a freelance assignment that perfectly fit their expertise. The friend did not thank me directly, but I saw a Facebook post about the job, so I assumed the friend was happy to get it. A week or so later, I saw two more posts about the job. One said that the job was difficult, and another that described the job as boring. I was a little offended. I wouldn't have cared if this friend complained privately about the assignments. Journalists complain all the time about a range of things and for different reasons, but putting it out on Facebook seemed a little ungrateful. What should I say to them? <clears throat> well, first of all, it sounds like you have a shitty friend. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a bad sign. I would uh, be careful who I surround myself with. Um... These kinds of things are tough for me because I feel like I would just stop talking to this person. I, I just, I'm not the type of person that needs to make a big deal about things and I don't need to, to let this person know like, hey, you hurt my feelings and this is how I want you to know I, this is the way you made me feel. It's just not my style to do that, but it's a bad sign 
They're already making you look bad. They're, um, you know, being kind of ungrateful and they seem to have a track record of being uh, not easy to get along with with other people. So I feel like this might just be a person that you need to start putting a little bit of distance between yourself. Yeah, I kind of feel like this person should have known better. Yeah. Based on her friend's track record. Uh, complaining a lot on Facebook, I feel like it's a big red flag, regardless of whether or not she rose mm-hmm. to be an expert in her field. Yeah. Um, and she said she recommended her friend for a freelance assignment. Her friend's a journalist, so I'm sure she just moves from job to job to job without enough time for people to realize that she's probably a shitty employee. <laughs> so maybe she's a good writer. But, yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised about no. that based on past behavior. Like, I feel like that's a shame on me sort of thing. Yeah, and I think sometimes, because I've had friends like this in the past that you assume they're not going to do the same to you. Because, like, we're friends. Why would they treat me in this way that they treat other people? But I guess some people just don't care. I I don't know. It just seems strange. But it is, it, it is kind of surprising when you kind of like trust them in that way that they're not going to screw you over and then they still screw you over. Yeah. So I can understand it being like kind of surprising. And maybe since this is the first time you've been put in a situation like this, then yeah, you didn't expect it or whatever, but it happens. So. Right. I feel like if I thought like, Oh, sh- it'll be different for me mm-hmm. because we're such good friends. Even if I saw that happen, I would be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I see. Um, I don't think I would say anything to them unless they maybe brought up the job or asked me if they had a referral to another job sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, who? I I really don't. I mean, it's really annoying Mm -hmm. and rude, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Also, I guess it depends on how good of friends they are. Like, I don't know. If if this is somebody that you're very, very close with otherwise, then I guess it could be kind of difficult to not bring it up. But I don't know. It doesn't. It's what would be a good way to would you, would you bring something like this up in a different situation? Like I know you said, like if it was like my best friend. Yeah. Um. I guess so. I mean, but what do you? I feel like anything you bring up kind of sounds a little petty too. Like yeah, you complained about the job I got you on Facebook. Like it, it all sounds whiny to mm-hmm. me. I don't know. Yeah. I only ask because you're a little bit more inclined to talk to somebody about this kind of thing than I am. So I'm just curious if you. Yeah, I feel like I am pretty direct, but I think that would be a thing that I would just sort of take on the chin. Yeah. 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 That one's on you kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) All right. Well, this is the one I got. Um... Uh, how do you know when a friend really wants to stay in touch? We were friends for three years before I moved out of state. Once I moved, we spoke several times a year, but she never initiated. We are friends on Facebook, but I consider that a passive friendship. Receiving a like is not the same as a phone call. I sent her an invite to my daughter's bar, uh, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, because it's for girls, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she never responded. I knew she probably wouldn't come, but she... Uh, has relatives in my state, and I wanted to extend the offer. She, in turn, invited me to her son's bar mitzvah. We <laughs> didn't go, but I did RSVP. Wait. I call- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's a little weird already. Okay. It, it's almost, it's going to go on, and it's also kind of unrelated to all this. So okay. okay. I called a mutual friend who lives in her state. Um, 
And then suddenly that day, the original friend sent me a message on Facebook. I responded with joy and asked to make a plan to speak on the phone. She never responded, but she did like the pictures of my kids I posted over the weekend. So to call again or not, to send a holiday card or not, why reach out and say she was thinking of me when she had no interest in actually speaking to me? Please help. Sick of long distance limbo. Um, because that's what people say <laughs> when you're a person. Yeah. And you're pretending to be a nice person. I mean, it's like when you ask somebody, how are you? And you say, good, how are you? I mean, it's like, it's all fluff. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. This question is very funny to me. Also, I think it is much more polite to not go to the bat mitzvah than it is to RSVP <laughs> to a bar mitzvah and not show up. Yeah. I, that was confusing to me. Do you think she meant she RSVP'd no? That's because that's also a thing you can do, right? Right. I don't know. It didn't specify. I mean, I don't know. You're friends for three years. That's not that long. And then you move out of state. Like, I don't know. Some people take friendships way too seriously, man. Like yeah. we said, I could not talk to a lot of friends in my life ever again. And it wouldn't really <laughs> affect me that much. Yeah. A lot of people have very passive friendships, especially when you move away. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, there aren't a lot of friendships that I, my best friend moved to Portland and I visited her three or four times, but that's my best friend since I've been nine. There yeah. aren't a lot of people that I know that if they moved out of state, you would make a big effort <laughs> to keep in contact with again. <laughs> So, I don't know. That's really funny to me. Yeah, I mean, I get it. When the person kind of gives you the hint, like, that maybe they want to continue a friendship, but this doesn't seem like that's the case. So. Or maybe they do want to continue a friendship via the internet or yeah. texting. I maybe mean, they want something passive. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I moved out of state and I had friends here, I would still love to talk to them, yeah. but I'm not going to fly back here to just to see them sort of thing, yeah. you know, I don't know. Or to go I to think their kid's party. I, <laughs> odds are I wouldn't go to that if I were here. <laughs> but I think that's totally reasonable. I agree. And it's not like her friend never invites her to things. She invited her right back. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I think this lady is um, irrational. Yeah, so this person's being unreasonable. It sounds like it a little it bit. Or just like they have, or she just has unreasonable expectations, I think. Yeah, it doesn't seem like this person is doing anything negative. And I understand the whole concept of feeling like you're in limbo. But I mean, I, yeah, if you guys aren't super close, I wouldn't stress out about it too much. And if they want to reach out, then, then yeah, that's great for you because you wanted to continue a friendship. But if not, then whatever, just make friends with people that are in the state. It just doesn't seem like she's also put forth much effort to see her since she's invited her to something and her friend invited her to something in turn. Like, yeah, seems pretty mutual to me. I guess maybe make a ultimatum for yourself and be like, I'm going to reach out one more time. And if this doesn't work out, then that's going to be the end of it. And that seems like a really reasonable way to go about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your face when I say that. <laughs> yeah. Just sounds relatable. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit. Have you ever had a friend that you felt like you were putting forth more effort? Um, no, because I'm, I'm pretty quick to drop people. Yeah. When I feel like it's not worth it. Right. Um, 
So that hasn't really been that much of an issue for me. It is an issue for Madison. Oh, okay. She has a lot of trouble with that. And for, I don't, she puts a lot of effort into friendships and very seldom is that reciprocated. So I don't know why that is, but um, you, usually I just don't, I guess I'm just around a lot of people. So it's easy for me to just meet and hang out with other people if I want to. Yeah. And I still have a lot of close friends from high school that I can see every once in a while. But even then, I've gone through phases where I just kind of like something's going on where the friendship isn't the way that it used to be and some distance is created and then we don't see each other for a long time and then we see each other again after a while and everything's cool again. So yeah, um, I think you can go through phases and sometimes maybe a person's busy or they just don't, maybe you're just not the kind of person that they need at that time. You know, sometimes people go through these phases where they really want to do a specific thing or their brain power just motivated to one. I know I was probably a really bad friend when I was doing stand up. Probably. Yeah. Cause all my mind was focused on stand up, So all my friends were stand ups. And now that I'm not, I don't hang out with any of my stand up friends anymore. Right. So unless I'm at a show and I happen to see one and then we're, we're friends again, you know, like Ryan Hicks, who I hadn't seen in a while. We did the contest together. I talked to him and we went to Lestat's afterwards and hung out for like a while and talked and caught up and it was good. But I don't, I'm not making a, I'm not stressing out that Ryan doesn't message me or reach out to me or make an effort or like, I know I'm not putting in that effort either. So, and we live far away from each other. So I wouldn't put that effort on him. And that's only 45 minutes. (laughs) We're still in the same state. That's far. (laughs) I know, but I'm saying like this person is talking about out of state friend. Yeah. And I don't know. That just seems like I wouldn't it's really, really not try to put that pressure on a person that lives even that far away. Yeah. I think a lot of people get hung up on stuff like that. And it's it's interesting. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And I but I it could also be a thing that maybe they feel like they put the effort in and they're a good friend. And so this person's not being equally friend friendy back. But I, it, it's tough to say. I guess we didn't get those details in this message. So. I mean, you're not always going to be reciprocated with the same level of good friend that you are, whatever your definition of a good friend is. So. Yeah. I guess putting that effort in for this person. I suppose. Don't RSVP yes and not show up. We don't know that she did that, though. I <laughs> am going to believe that that's what she did. <laughs> that is pretty weird, right? Yeah. Was that mine or yours? That was mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So I have one. Okay. Let's hear it. It says, I have made the mistake of a lifetime and I just don't know how to get over it. I was out with friends, met a guy at a club, and we hooked up. He was never anyone I'd want to get in a relationship with. He didn't have... This is just the plot for Knocked Up. <laughs> <laughs> um He didn't have a steady job and was still living with his mom. He is cute, but doesn't have anything going on right now. I recently found out I was pregnant. Yep, I'm having a girl. I sent him a text for us to meet so I couldn't, uh, so I could tell him, but he didn't show up. I called and we talked and decided to meet again. He didn't show up. I have my own job and my own place. I don't know why he won't step up, step up and take responsibility. He won't even answer my text messages anymore or answer the phone. I don't understand how he could act this way. When I meet all the requirements of being a good woman, he is just throwing it all away. I could go back to the club and see him. I know where he hangs out. How in the world can I raise my baby by myself? What can I do to get him to do the right thing? All right, so that, that is very interesting how that very much is like the plot to knock the... Yeah. <laughs> Except for this person really just doesn't seem to care. That is a really bad situation to be in um, because you... I don't know how you convince somebody to be a good person. 
and to try to take some responsibility in this situation, if that just isn't in them, I don't know what you can tell a person to like see how they need to be helpful or involved in this situation. But I also don't even think that you can have that expectation. Like you're not in a relationship with that person. Sure, it would be nice if that guy were willing to take responsibility and step up and be involved in some sort of way, but she had a one night stand with him. Yeah, but he's still his kid. Right. But I mean, if I had a one night stand with a person and I got pregnant and I chose to keep the child, in my mind, I would know, like, yeah, I think that he should step up and obviously he should be a father to that kid. But I know that that's not necessarily going to happen. So if I'm deciding that I'm going to keep this baby, that's because I know that I want to, regardless of whether or not he's going to. Yeah. So she's saying, how in the world can I raise my baby by myself? That doesn't mean that they have to be married. He can just like... And that, that's not what I'm saying. Help out and, and be like, ensure her that he's going to be a supportive father to the kid. Like, is, is, like, why wouldn't you want to like be there at least 50-50 if you're a, if you're a person and it's your kid? I mean, right. That would be ideal, obviously. So, yeah, that's the problem is that I don't see how you can make somebody feel that way if that's not in them already. But, yeah, I feel like that's the that seems like the right thing to do to me is that. But, yeah, that's I I don't know. I feel like it sounds like I'm saying like there's this uh, like I don't know. I feel like it's coming off wrong. I'm just saying. Obviously, I think that he should. But I just know that that doesn't happen a lot of times. So I feel like she should be a little more. I don't know if reasonable is the right word, but she should have the expectation that... It could possibly be her on her own. Yeah. And so if she's choosing to keep the baby, she needs to keep that in mind. She can't depend on this guy that she doesn't know at all Mm -hmm. and assume that he's going to do the right thing. And it sounds like she is depending on that, which I think is a mistake. Yeah. Um, Because you can't force him to do the right thing you met. No. You don't, you don't want to convince him or force him to do it. He should want to do that. And if he doesn't, that's just not a good sign. And if you try to push him into it, you might end up just having your kid be around the shitty guy. Yeah. Which ended up being bad for the kid. Right. So, I'm- yeah, that's, I, I feel like I, I, it might be difficult, but they're, yeah, they think there should be a way for you to try to figure it out without having to involve this other guy because it doesn't seem like he has the qualifications to be a good dad. Which I think is funny because like the, the first part of the question, she's shitting all over him and how terrible he is and like how low he is and below her. And then she's like, I don't understand why he wouldn't want to be with me. I'm a great woman. And it's like, you don't even want to be with this guy <laughs> at all like you think you're way too good for him yeah but now you now you're aghast that he doesn't <laughs> want to be with you well maybe that this shitty dude wouldn't want to like help you raise this kid i don't know shocking yeah i don't know it's funny like yeah don't show up at the club mm-hmm. she wants to go to the club where he frequents and yeah. try and force him into that's not a bad that's a terrible idea yeah because, I mean, even if he begrudgingly agreed, like you said, what he'll probably be in and out of that kid's life. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just better to not be there at all. Yeah, I feel is. like after you really put in all the effort that you should have at this point. Like, I don't think it's worth it to try to convince this person to be involved. No, yeah. I mean, if he knows about it and he's not answering his phone or his messages, that's you. That's the answer right yeah. there. And that's so unfortunate. I mean, dads 
get a bad rap in like like society. Yeah. I feel like they're oftentimes like ignored or not given credit for stuff or you know, like Father's Day is significantly less important than Mother's Day and things like that. Right. But fucking dads did it to themselves. We fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> I so, know I know a lot of good dads, but yeah. Yeah, I'm a good dad, but I it's like historically. Right. I mean men in general historically have been shitty, but like yeah, we're still trying to turn things around on fatherhood. Yeah. And it's a pretty recent thing that I think dads are more involved. Yes. Than they used to be. Um so yeah, in a situation like this really is just like a reminder of so many situations that have come like this. What would your advice history. to her be? I mean, fuck this dude. Like <laughs> this not is not worth it. Yeah, I mean my advice would just be like you have to get comfortable with the idea of raising this baby on your own. If, yeah. If you're dead just, set on yeah. keeping it, then Uh-huh. It doesn't seem worth it and if this person comes around later, that's great. Um, but they better put in some work when they want to come back around. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that nobody should be a parent. Well, okay. I take that back. Because I was going to say, I feel like people shouldn't have kids unless they absolutely really want to have kids. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people have kids for different reasons, and it turns out well, so I take that back. But you can't force somebody to want that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you think you should want to have kids if you're going to have kids. Because <laughs> then then you, then you if you don't want... I mean, yeah, sometimes people change their mind. Yeah. I, but I then guess sometimes I just, you just grow up as a shitty parent. Yeah. And then you're shitty to your kids and then... I guess I was just more speaking like people who are like, oh, well, I want to have a kid because I want a mini me. Or I want to mm. have a kid because I feel but like... But that's still them wanting it. I suppose. But I feel like people want them for weird... Sometimes they want it for fe- weird reasons. Yeah. yeah. That's still better than the person that doesn't want them. <laughs> Wait, you think like, I don't want kids? But yeah, and so you shouldn't have kids. Oh, then. you mean like yeah? Okay, I thought you were saying no. It's still yeah, I'm not saying you're a better don't person. Don't want kids. No, period. I'm not saying if you don't want kids, you suck and you're a terrible person. You're saying people who have kids and don't want kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. No, okay. I don't. That definitely, I can understand. I I totally get not wanting kids. I fucking think it's awesome, but you know, everybody's different. And, um, but I also don't understand people that just like straight up hate kids. I don't hate kids. I just, how do you hate kids? They're, they're not better. I mean, they're not worse than adults. I just, adults are awful. I cannot (gasps) imagine ever giving birth. I can't. What about adoption? That's more appealing to me. Yeah. Um, I just, I know it's, you know, you know how you haven't been through something before, but you can kind of imagine what it's like and conceptualize it and put yourself in that position. Yeah. But oftentimes you're wrong about it. Right. But I just cannot (laughs) conceive any, I cannot, like that is never going to happen. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound fun. It doesn't look good. It's so alien It's very gross. Yeah. It's weird. The whole, the whole process is fucking weird. Yeah. I wish I could, um, well, I could, I wish I could adopt like a kid that's older. (laughs) I definitely could do that. (laughs) Um, yeah. I don't, what if they could just clone you? Would you do that? No, (laughs) I forgot who I was talking to about the other day, but I would loathe. I have like such a big ego. If I had a clone of me, I would probably want to kill it. Oh my God. um, If I had a twin, I would would be pissed. I would not like that. You'd probably love your twin. No. You don't think so? I don't want another me. Like that's too much competition. I don't like it. A twin wouldn't be another you. Yeah, it would. 
<laughs> I don't want somebody out there that like, I don't know. I just don't like the concept of it. Like I was also, when I was a kid, my parents had talked about having another kid after me and I was Oh, you're competitive. Pissed. But that's because you grew up without a younger sibling. So if you were just, if it was natural for you to just have a twin that was your same age, you probably wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah. And you guys would probably be really close. Maybe. I think so. <laughs> I don't like the thought of it. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but I hate the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if it was like a baby version, you'd probably think it'd be like super adorable. A baby version of me? A baby version of you. Because no. it'd be all the cuteness of yourself, but in a thing that you can take care of and raise. I don't know. <laughs> I actually think I would rather raise a kid that's not mine than something that resembled me a lot. I know that's very weird. I don't know. I don't think that's that weird. I honestly wouldn't mind that at all. And my dad actually, um, my three older siblings, we have different dads. And he came into the family when they were already like, the oldest one I think was, my oldest sister was six, I think at the time. And then he just, you know, raised them all and they always just called him dad. And, you know, he was like, I never even thought anything of it. Most of my life, I didn't even think about the fact that we had different dads because it was just always like, he's just dad. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's so, uh, I always looked at that as a thing that would be, I mean, I can't do it anymore, but it seemed like a cool thing to do. I guess technically I can still. still But yeah, you know how, well, this is probably something that those like motivational personal trainers say that we were talking about before, but like the thing you hate in other people is the thing you hate in yourself sort of thing. Yeah. Like that's why I feel like raising a kid that resembled me a lot or was like me a lot wouldn't be appealing to me. Mm. I feel like that would bother me a lot, actually. Yeah. So that's why I think raising a child that is so completely different from me is actually more appealing and, like, doesn't have an actual attachment to me in any sort of biological way. And honestly, they probably wouldn't like that about you either. Yeah, definitely. Because I've seen that a lot where it's like, you know, the kid doesn't like the parent because they're like an extreme version of themselves. Right. And all the negative aspects of them are just like a reminder in that person right there. But yeah. I don't need to be like, oh, I wonder what like a little me looks like. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That never made my, I don't know. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, on to the next one. Let's take a look at this. Um, so this is, uh, this person is saying, a close friend of mine is getting remarried after her marriage ended last year. And I think she's making a terrible mistake. First, she moved on very quickly to a long-distance relationship that requires her constant travel. This has been hard on her, her local family and friends, and her own minor children. But the bigger issue is that I don't like her fiancé at all, and none of her (laughs) other friends do either. I'm ashamed to admit that we've discussed this behind her back, not to be cruel or gossipy, but because we don't know how to handle this this dicey situation. For the record, because he lives elsewhere, she she was already in love with him by the time we met him, and we didn't have an opportunity to express our feelings early on but my gut instinct is to say it's none of our business but I know my friend trusts me and she values my opinion by saying I've given her the impression I am not I'm not only approved but um like her intended if she follows through with her wedding plans I'll do my best to support her but I'll also be setting myself up for uncomfortable future she expects us to continue close friends and we have no desire to socialize with him at all. My total honesty would force her to choose, and I know she'd choose him, but it would also break her heart. I feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place, signed, give me 
my unsolicited opinion or stay quiet. <laughs> I, 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 we have, I've been excluding the people weird sign off that they use but this, that's that's a very long one this whole thing is kind of obnoxious to me because all of it comes back to but the main problem is I don't like him <laughs> and ugh, I'm going to have to be annoyed by this person and I know it would break her heart to choose but I'm going to have to hang out with this guy and like yeah. what a bummer for me my advice would be to mind your business <laughs> Like, yeah, it sucks to not like the guy that your friend is dating or going to end up with. But unless he's, like, doing something majorly wrong to your friend, it's it, it really is not your place. You yeah. Know? I mean, maybe it's your place. If your friend is asking if you like this person, then I think it's okay to be honest about it. But if you're just like, oh, this guy bugs me and I don't want to have to hang out with him, like, shut your mouth. Your friend's happy. Yeah. Maybe it's hard for her to travel back and forth. I imagine if they're getting married, they're going to end up in the same place at one point or another. Maybe it won't work out for them, but that's going to be something your friend's going to have to learn on her own, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Well, it also seems like uh, all the friends in the group think that they're a bad match. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's some truth to that. But like I said, you have to make your own mistakes. I think when somebody is so in love with somebody, whether or not it's real, mm-hmm. like nothing that you say is going to make them change their She already said, yeah. if she has them choose, the friend's going to choose the guy. So wait it out. I'm sure they're going to break up eventually. Like, I feel like that sort of thing always kind of works itself out. That's a good point. Yeah. I feel like I would say something. You would? <laughs> I would. This is where we're opposite. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know how vocal I would be, but if I really thought a person, I don't know how I would bring it up. I might ask the person some questions, be like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, you really, like, I guess I'd have to gauge how the person feels. And if I really think that they're making a bad decision, I might question them a little bit and, and wonder, like, where where is this coming from? Like, what are the motives? Like, you just had ended a relationship, and now a year later you're engaged again? Like, yeah. I might have some things to say about it. Sure. I think I would ask them about it, for yeah. sure. But if, that, if their decision was, this is really how I feel, and I'm happy, and all this stuff, and, and they were insistent that that's what they wanted to do, and they didn't have any questions about it or any doubts, then I don't see why I wouldn't be supportive as a friend even if I didn't like the person. Yeah. Then it wouldn't matter. Right. At that point, it wouldn't matter how I felt about the person because whatever, the person says they're happy and I don't have any reason to doubt it, so that's just the way I would have to let it be. Yeah, even if you know... you're Okay, so even if your friend is legitimately happy and you know it's probably fleeting, they're getting married too fast, it's not going to work out, all that, all that. Like, that's your friend's mistake to make. You, I feel like expressing those things, like it's not going to work out for you guys. You guys just met. It's too soon. Like that's not going to do anything but cause a rift between your friendship. Yeah. And that's not really. Unless uh, you were right about it. And then. I mean, like, odds are she probably <laughs> is right about it. But sometimes those things, you know, like sometimes that doesn't really have validity. Like, oh, you just broke up with somebody. Oh, you just met this guy. Like that doesn't really yeah. mean anything a lot of times. It's fair. So, yeah. I guess, man, it's also. I think if if it was like a relative, I would definitely be vocal about it. I think maybe less so with a friend. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I just have a, a trouble letting people make certain mistakes, especially when it comes to bad relationships. Yeah, you are vocal about what you <laughs> perceive to be a bad relationship. <laughs> 
But also, I feel like you uh, don't prescribe to the idea of the traditional relationship. So I feel like for you, if somebody broke up with somebody and immediately got into a new relationship... That wouldn't be a red flag. Yeah, or like they were in love very quickly. I feel like that's uh, a little bit sensational. But who's to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe this person was cheating on their partner the whole time. Yeah, maybe the person's shitty. Maybe they're both shitty, and so they're perfect for each other. Well, I just meant, you know, maybe they <laughs> they had already had a, a love connection for quite a while that this person didn't know about. Oh, right, yeah. That's a good point. I was just taking the cynical route on that one. Or maybe they're soulmates, and they just they met are soulmates. and fell in love. Maybe soulmates exist. Maybe. And they are soulmates. Maybe. There's a lot of things that this lady needs to consider, and she um, should consider less just the fact that she's going to have to hang out with this guy. Yeah. Unless the guy's really, really shitty. Like That's that person that we... There was a person that we, re, we we talked about on a previous episode where the husband was like really demeaning and really like insulting. And yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. If he's doing something really, but like if he's like emotionally, physically abusive, that yeah. sort of thing, like just like a like a bad person yeah. and bad to her, then don't, I think. But don't you worry about that with like with like female friends of yours that are dating shitty guys? I that's if you if they give you that weird vibe, that is a concern is that they could be this kind of person that's like emotionally or physically abusive or or just like really like toxic or something along those lines and I feel like that's a thing that I, I think about or worry about sometimes. I've had both situations. Um, there have been guys that my friends have dated that I know are emotionally abusive and just like terrible people and I have hated them for valid reasons and then there are guys that my friends have dated that I just didn't really like and they weren't like that but they just rubbed me the wrong way and in those situations, that's not something I'm going to really express, you know, because it's not relevant. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you know, so you, you, just, you just don't like certain people, and that's your own thing. Mm-hmm. So what, is, what does it matter that I don't like this person that my friend is dating if they're not a bad guy? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, but I don't... Uh, it's not worth it to express it if it's just like, oh, this person's just annoying to me. Yeah. But if you just feel like they're like straight up, like there's something wrong with them or they're a bad person, that's kind of a different situation. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Fine. Okay. We're on very opposite sides. It's very <laughs> nice today. I don't know what's I, going on. I know. Um, okay. <laughs> Reverend needs heavenly advice. Okay, no, my brother. You got a religious one this week. Yeah. My brother in law is a minister, but he is also an oblivious, self centered fool. At Christmas, he irritates people by doing things like sitting in my 94 year old mother's favorite chair and acts hurt when we tell him to get up. Or he goes shopping and is late for the big dinner. I said we shouldn't wait for him, but that's hard. That's a hard one to enforce. I try not to let it get to me, but part of me says he needs to be told that he is not the center of our universe. My poor sister is constantly making excuses for him. How long should we suck it up, or is it time to finally dish some out? Mm. Okay. Um, man, why do people suck? <laughs> yeah. I also think it's so funny, though, when people are like, that's my chair. <laughs> but it's a 94-year-old woman. Like, she deserves to have her own chair. Let her have her own chair. She sits all the time. I'm yeah, kidding. they no, need I'm to kidding. sit a lot. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, well, I'll, I'll let you answer first. Cause 
I don't know how to go about situations like this except just like avoid terrible people. I feel like it's, it's their family though. Even then, I feel like it's not that difficult to just not be around people that you don't like. But yeah, I guess I understand. But I mean, I have close relatives. Like, I've gone through phases with my brother where I've had to make some boundaries between me and my brother because I felt like he was being a certain way that I didn't like and I had to put up some distance between me and him. And I've I've done that, I think, with everybody. I've done that with my mom when she's when we were just... What for whatever reason, not getting along with each other. I do agree. I think it's pretty easy to be avoidant, even in familial situations. But what, you, what about the part where he's late to, the, to their events and mm-hmm. then they wait for him, like Christmas dinner? They wait forever yeah. for him to show up. I mean, you can be vocal about that to your family because, I mean, I feel like you can be comfortable enough to be vocal about that kind of stuff with him. But, it, you know, if your family doesn't want to do anything about that, then you kind of just if you still want to attend the events then you have to deal with that i don't know what to do about that if your parent if your if your siblings or your parents or whoever doesn't care then i just don't understand what you can do about it yeah um i've so my mom is late to everything okay. chronically very very late um like we have to tell her things start way before they do in order for her to be even remotely on time. Yeah, it's like my we've, whole family. Yeah, yeah. We've definitely gotten to like Christmas dinner before hours late, and she just, I, I it's so frustrating to me. Like I get frustrated even thinking about it because she never accept res, accepts responsibility or ownership for it. She always blames other things, and it's just poor time management. I, I really don't know what it is. She doesn't mean to inconvenience people or I, I have no, she's the sweetest woman alive but for some reason that just is not something that she it's yeah. capable of doing I get it because I know a lot of great people that are late all the time <laughs> so I understand yeah <laughs> and also but I think just some people just have that mentality of it's like it's not a big deal I'll get there when I get there and in a lot of the stuff that we do with my family it's just expected that nobody's going to be there at the same time but, I but mean, yeah, it's not the same for everybody. It'll be like when we're meeting people at a restaurant for dinner sort of thing. Mm. So it's not like it's <laughs> when you get there, you yeah. get there sort of thing. But, I mean, we've had relatives who are like, if you're not here on time, like, we're going to leave. I feel like that's perfectly I fine to that, do. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what I would do if I were this woman. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I love you guys. Obviously, going to come to Christmas. But if it doesn't start within a certain amount of time because we're constantly waiting for this person, like, I'm sorry, yeah. my time matters too, so I'm going to leave. Yeah. And because you can't expect everybody to go along with what you feel. You have to take it into your own hands. Yeah. Maybe you say, like, I actually got to go, so if we don't start now, I can't eat with you guys or something like that. Yeah. I'm, I, I feel like I would be put in that situation, too, if my family wanted me to squeeze in some time to hang out with them. I've had to do that before where it's like, yeah, I have a thing, so I, I can only be there from this time to this time. And if you have a something like that going on, then the family has to either, you know, stick to the original plan and, you know, facilitate you or facilitate the other person. I don't know. I feel like it should be easy with family to be like, hey, this is bullshit. Like, can yeah. we do something about this? But if nobody else wants to and you're being outvoted, then you're either just going to have to not hang out with them or hang out with them on your own terms or just go along with the other person being late all the time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you guys can do what you want. If you guys aren't on board, like, 
I'm not going to continue to be disrespected by this person. So mm-hmm. I'm going to show up if we don't start within a certain amount of time. Like, sorry about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I feel like I would do. if I, I guess it depends on the people. I guess some, I, re, I don't, I forget, like some families aren't that close. So my, me and my family are all really, really close and some families aren't. So I guess maybe they don't have the freedom to be able to be that honest with each other about things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That just, um, I guess it's something that I didn't fully consider if you're in a kind of family. But if that was the kind of family you were in, then I guess it wouldn't matter if you're, these, these family events wouldn't be that important if you weren't that close. So uh, That's not true. My best friend is not close with her parents at all. She, but her whole family is pretty close. They have a lot of family ev- events, but she would not feel comfortable ever really mm-hmm. expressing herself in any sort of way to her family. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because so she's not close, so then she doesn't feel comfortable. Right, but they, but they still have a lot of events together and like do a lot of things together, sort of. So thing. it seems like it shouldn't be that difficult to like not attend them if you don't care or your, you and your family aren't that close. Or just start showing up really late yourself. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, if you know that that's oh, this person's gonna be late anyways, might as well just not get ready and just fucking hang out at your house for a little bit longer than show up late. Yeah, that seems like a great idea too. It's so hard to have to like kind of concede to that though yeah I know but when you resist it and make such a big deal about it you end up stressing yourself about it for no reason it's like just just I don't know figure out a way around it I guess it just seems like I hate caring about stuff yeah <laughs> so if something like this would happen I just like I'd, I want to find a way to not care about it so I'd either not hang out with my family or not or hang out with them for a little bit and then just leave early or something so that the per- motivate the people to stay or to stay on the schedule. Yeah. I mean, in this case, in my case, it's different. It's my mom. So yeah. like, this is her brother-in-law. She's like, who cares about your brother-in-law? You know what I mean? Yeah. My mom, I can't really get around it. I love her more than anyone, but it has been very difficult. And have you guys have had conversations about it? Oh yeah. We've, 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 We've scream fights about it. Um, and, like, I've threatened to leave without her sort of thing. But at the end of the... Then I feel like I don't want her not to go, you know? So it's hard. It's just one of those things I've had to... I, it's still a work in progress. I still get very upset about it. Yeah. But I've had to sort of just kind of... There's nothing... She will never get it. She yeah. will never change. It's never going to be any different. <laughs> it, she won't. That's so rough. I know. So I've just had to... Um, try to accept it mm, but it's not working out it's you have difficult. resentment it's very difficult <laughs> yeah all right they missed my middle school graduation no way yeah when oh, i walked man, that's nobody, rough. when i walked nobody yelled for me because they weren't there oh my god does that still does that still hurt <laughs> it <laughs> no but it was just one of those things that pissed me off because it's it's another one of those delusional things like she was like they were already late she the thing is she just thinks that everybody will revolve around what she so she's really late for doctor's appointments she just expects that they'll still see her Mm. like everybody just revolves around her time gotcha and she can just get away with anything sort of thing so she shows up late they already are running late to my middle school graduation and she thinks oh let's stop and buy her balloons 
because we're not already running super late. It's just yeah. like a level of delusion that I don't understand. Interesting. Yeah. And she might listen to this, but like, sorry. <laughs> Get it together. Yeah. Get it together, Brittany's mom. It's rude. <laughs> you missed my graduation. Yeah, middle school graduate. Oh, that's rough. I feel like that's, yeah, that's thing you're taking a little too like, far. What was more important to you to get me balloons? Which I, you know, the intention was good. She wanted to get me balloons. She thought that was nice and it would make me happy. But what would have made me happier was you being at my graduation. What about, have you had any other events like that since then or no? Um, I mean, there have been many, 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 many things since then that she's been late to, but nothing like as glaring as like you missed yeah. this specific event in my life. I mean, we always say she's going to be late to her own funeral sort of thing. I think that's like a common thing people say to people that are late, but it's probably true. <laughs> um, and I'm sure she would be late to like my wedding if I got married yeah. or anything she, how would you so let's say uh, she's gonna have to sleep at the venue yeah let's 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 pop this hypothetical you're you're in you're married you're gonna get married let's say your wedding is like next week yeah what are you gonna do to ensure that your mom gets there on time i'm not gonna worry about it you're just not gonna worry about it no. at all you're just like if she gets there she gets there yeah oh honestly what about if she's got like one of those things like in the wedding where she's got to be there for something sorry <laughs> If you cannot find it in yourself to be on time to my wedding, I don't know what to tell you. Are you going to be mad if she's late? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Brittany's mom? Um, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> All right. So this person is saying, I'm in a weird situation with my sexuality. I've been with some guys and I really haven't enjoyed any of it. Like, I hate penises. Recently, <laughs> I've wanted to get with girls because I feel like I... I'm definitely bi, but feel bad hooking up with a girl because I'm bi-curious. It just feels like I'm using her. Additionally, additionally, I have literally no sex drive. Maybe it's because my one-time experiencing sex was negative, but I just have no desire to have sex. I'm not eager or obsessed with it either. I just feel weird, and I'm not sure what to do to figure it out. I'm, like, frustrated. I'm not sexually frustrated, I guess. I can't tell if I think girls are pretty or guys are handsome or if I'm attracted to them sexually if you have any advice to help a gal out I would appreciate it do you think she's asexual I guess it's yeah it's just um, my advice would be don't put pressure on yourself to feel the need to be sexual with anyone if that's not a de desire that you have like, yeah you don't need to be doing that. That's totally fine and totally normal. And that's not the only kind of connection you can have with somebody. True. Yeah. Um, I can totally understand hating penises too. I'm sure they're terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. Some are better than others, but <laughs> I don't think vaginas are that great either. So. Yeah, it's fair also. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of weird, gross stuff about sex in general and I can, I can understand the reservation. But yeah, I mean, I've also always wanted it. So I guess I don't relate on that level. I just saw a guy trip. <laughs> oh my God, are you super turned off by him? <laughs> so gross. <laughs> he's wearing like, this is what I think is the most funny. He's wearing like a very put together, like business sort of outfit. Yeah. I, it's always hilarious and more embarrassing to me when very serious, like professional guys trip, trip. because it's like a chink in their armor sort of mm. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Was he good looking otherwise? I didn't I didn't see the front of him. I don't think so. That would have been funny if you Not saw him. Not anymore. Yeah, I know, right? If you saw him, we're like, hey, that guy's good looking. And he tripped and you're like, oh, never mind. That would have been so <laughs> good. actual face changes to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
What were we talking about? This Penises are gross. Vaginas are gross. This person's sexuality. What do you think about this whole, her feeling guilty about trying to get with a girl because of her bi curiosity? Hmm. Uh, I don't think that's something you need to feel guilty about if you're upfront about your intentions. Like, yeah. I don't think you need to say like, hey, I'm using you to figure out if I'm bi, but I think you can just say like, I'm not interested in anything serious. Yeah. You know. It's a good way to go about it. Yeah. So you, if, and also I guess like you said, consider the possibility that you may be asexual. Which is totally fine too. I get that that maybe seems lonely because that's not a conventional way to live your life. People think that you need to have a romantic partner, but you can have a romantic partner that's not sexual. Yeah. I, that's probably super hard to find. I get. Yeah. Depending on the person, I think. Yeah. But sometimes people have lulls too and like things in waves like. I've gone through periods where I can't even imagine having sex with somebody. And then I've gone through periods where it's real opposite. So (laughs) (laughs) it might just be like a funk that this person's going through. But if not, that's totally fine. Like, don't force yourself to want Like, I I just don't. Yeah. You should want it. Yeah. So if you don't, then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm stressed about it. If you want to try out girls, maybe try out girls. Maybe it'll be better. Yeah. You don't have to, like, put on this ruse of, like, being a lesbian and, like, wanting to, like, date this person. Yeah, be sure and, and, like, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when you are... I can't speak on this because I'm not bi or a lesbian or gay. But I feel like when you are, there is this level of expectation that sometimes people are figuring themselves out. So I feel like that's probably a situation that a lot of people would be used to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even if you were to be like, hey, I'm sort of unsure and I'm kind of figuring myself out right now, like a lot of people would be pretty sympathetic to that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like that would also apply if you were in a straight relationship, getting into a relationship with a guy and saying the same thing. Like, I don't know how I feel about sex. I'm like feeling really weird about it right now. I mean, if you let the person know ahead of time, like, I like you, but I don't know how I feel about this part of it that could be helpful to the person so that way they're more... That way they don't think there's anything wrong with them and they're more sensitive to you and your situation. Yeah. I agree. Okay, cool. Look, we're on the same Finally! Oh, my God. Oh, that man. took forever. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Should we do another one for this episode or... Oh, and actually, yeah, we've been going for a long time, so maybe we should just end this one with a little bit of solicited advice uh-huh. that we got from uh, a listener... So they are asking, uh, I have an old acquaintance who I knew years ago and stumbled across. Uh, sorry, let me try that over. <laughs> I have an old acquaintance who I knew years ago and stumbled across my OKCupid profi- profile. He's in an open relationship and messaged me through Facebook seeing how everything was going. We made plans for coffee and it seemed platonic like friends catching up. But now he's been messaging me more and I'm not sure if he thinks it's something more. I'm not attracted to him, but I don't know how to clear things up to establish that I'm not interested in anything more than a friendship. I just want to make sure that he doesn't want uh, more than that. I don't want to be—I don't want to ghost him or be mean because he's a good person. I would say, um, like, if you reconnected via like Facebook or something like that, I would say that not presumptuous, but I could see how you could maybe wonder if this person thinks it's more or if they just think it's friendship. But since they connected via OkCupid, which is a dating website, I'm sure his intentions are that they're going out as a date and not strictly platonic. Yeah. Um, But 
I mean, I feel like, like we've always talked about, I feel like I'm pretty direct about stuff. So I don't think you have to be mean. Did the, do you know if they got coffee? Yeah, they, they hung out. Okay. Um, and this person keeps trying to hang out more. Yeah. They, well, you know, they, they hung out and got coffee and she said it seemed totally platonic. Uh, but then they kept messaging, talking and stuff. And it just seemed like he was kind of like dropping more information or saying certain things that she maybe felt could be, uh, interpreted as like he was interested in something more. And so when he asked to hang out recently, that's when she wasn't sure if she should say yes or not, because it seemed like things are kind of in that area where he's interested in more than just a friendship. I'm sure he is. I don't think you have to be mean, but I probably would say something like, because she wants to be friends with this person. I think she's only interested in a friendship, yeah. And she actually does want to be friends with him more. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like they were getting along otherwise. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would just tell them, like, hey, I know we connected via OkCupid, but I'm not really interested in more than a friendship right now, but I'm super down to keep hanging out in that capacity. Yeah. Like, I would just be, I feel like you just have to be kind of direct about it, but I don't think that's mean, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, would it be weird to say that you're not, she's not interested in the moment when she's on OkCupid? <laughs> well, I, um, I don't think saying I'm not interested in anything more than a friendship implies that. With that, any, yeah. Yeah, I think that could imply that it is just with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that would be your version of being direct about it? I think that is direct. Okay. Because she's not saying, I don't want to be in a relationship, period, yeah. or I'm not interested in anything romantic with anyone. Yeah. I think that's her saying, I'm not interested in that with you. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I guess the thing is, um, one of the things I gathered from this person, they're saying that um, they just feel weird bringing it up because they don't want to just assume that this person is interested. So how do you kind of breach that in a way that doesn't put you in a in the awkward position so they can be like, oh, I'm not even... That wasn't even what I was thinking or I wasn't even attracted to you in that way. I'm sure he is. <laughs> just based on how they met. But let's say he's not. I feel like I would phrase it in this way too because I also wouldn't want to look like an idiot mm -hmm. if he was like, ah, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I would be like, hey, I don't want to be presumptuous and I'm not saying this is your intention at all. But if it were this is all that I'm interested in. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, well, that's good advice. Uh, <laughs> and um, that's going to be it for this episode. So if any um, uh, listeners out there want to solicit advice, reach out to me and Brittany, mm -hmm. and we will answer your questions. Uh, if you want to stay anonymous, you can stay anonymous, like all the ones we've done so far. Everybody wants to stay anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, is there anything else going on? Do you want to plug your other podcast? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, then that's the episode then, guys. Don't overdo anything. All right, thanks. Can I hit it in the morning?